Welcome to Spotlight Conversations with voice talent and DJ Donna Reed. Donna talks music and media from her sunny linoleum-free studio. Come on in. Today's episode is about perseverance, luck, hanging in there, um, right place, right time, all the stars coming in alignment. It's all of those things. Thad Cockrell, singer-songwriter, of course you know his song by now, Swingin', number one on iTunes, from his CD, In Case You Feel the Same. There's such a story on how he got to where he is right now. I cannot wait to hear it. Welcome, Thad. And this has got to be a once-in-a-lifetime thing. <laughs> I mean, definitely once-in-a-lifetime. Um, maybe once-in-lifetimes, you know, something like this happens. But the whole journey of this album, I started it in 2016. Uh, I started it here in Nashville, did what I could do, knew that I needed some more help. Sometimes when you're around people that you know really well and they know you really well, mm-hmm. there's a hard time for them to see you. you. You Sometimes you have to go someplace else and, and to connect with someone that you don't know. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, I know how to help you get to where you're going. And, um, and so, you know, I met Tony Berg really quickly. He was the person to help me produce this record. And I didn't know who he was really before this but come to find out that he has had a hand in so much of my favorite music um over the last 30 years that's come out of out of la and um and if he hasn't had a direct hand the people that he influences or is really close to uh, it's their music has right uh but i I finished this record It, it was done for about a year and a half the label kept pushing it back kept pushing the date back, kept pushing the date back, which made it really difficult for me because it's putting my livelihood on, on hold, mm-hmm. right? And um, and I got in a huge fight with the label, uh, with the head of the label, and and I was like, listen, if you're not passionate about this album, give it back to me. Say you don't want to work, and I'll move on. And he's like, no, I promise you that's not the thing. Uh, as he put it, we're trying to find uh, priority. I'm like, okay, so if what you're telling me is that at some point this album is going to be ATO's like priority, like one, one album. I'll wait. And he's like, that's what we're doing. I'm like, great. So I said, pick a date and we're not going to move it again. So we picked the date. It was June 26th. Little did we know it was in the middle of the pandemic. And this is ATO records you're talking about. And it, the whole song, I mean, all the songs on the CD hanging in there, perseverance, there's a bit of spirituality in it. And it just, I guess everything worked in your favor because the timing, you couldn't pick a better, well, it wasn't a better time, but it sort of fit the times. Yeah, well, you know, and then when we were in the middle of it, the, the label was like, I think we need to push it back again. And I told them, I was like, no way. I was like, this album's looking for a fight, clearly, and, mm-hmm. and it hasn't. So we're putting it out. And it did great for a couple months. Everybody that normally loves my music was really, they loved it. They still do. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you know, it becomes an echo chamber unto itself. And nothing was helping us break out of it. And so, uh, you know, for all practical purposes, the album had flatlined. And I just think there's a bigger story going on <laughs> that isn't just about me. And the reason January 3rd, mm-hmm. I'd written down on my, like, my goals and intentions for the year, was to look for a new career. Not because I want to do something different. I, I don't. But 
it's damn near impossible to make uh, a living right now because of the lockdown. Like, and it's not just me. It's songwriters, it's producers, Mm -hmm. it's guitar players, it's session players, it's road crew. I just don't think anybody has really an idea of how devastating it's been for the music industry and 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 really the arts industry right um because it takes people going out in order to make things happen and so you know i'm basically thinking like it doesn't look like it's going to open up for another year and i've got to make money so i wrote down um how did i write it was like number four or five on the list and it was uh look for a new career right and so it was just me saying like okay maybe my time here is done um you know I've done what I can do. I, I'm passionate about everything that I've made. And maybe my time is just like to move on to do something else. And so I sent my managers the next day a long manifesto, kind of like everything that I wanted to do on this year. And I've made a lot of music during the lockdown. And I'm like, listen, I didn't tell them I was looking for a new career. But I was like, <laughs> we're going to release all of this this year. And forefront of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I need to, look for something else Mm -hmm. and they called me two hours later no more and they were like hey uh we need to talk but we don't want to talk about the list of things that you've got going and i'm like okay jimmy fallon has fallen in love with your song swinging it's his anthem and you're going to be playing the tonight show on the 26th where were you when you got that call I was sitting at the same chair that I sit at every morning. I get up and I just kind of have a morning routine. I do some reading. I make some coffee. Uh, I do a little bit of writing. I write down something I'm grateful for every morning because it puts me in a in, in a different mindset, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting at that exact spot where I've been sitting, and um, to go from like the discouragement of knowing how hard everybody worked on this album and believing like we made something really special that we think can, can like connect with a lot of people and music that would be helpful for people, you know, like, um, uh, to, to realizing that it's pretty much flatlined, like dead Hmm. to getting that phone call. And they're like, you know, you're going to be going in and playing with the roots uh, you know, I, I, I kept asking them if they were joking with me. Right. And then I was like, okay, I got to get off the phone. And then I just like put my head in my arms and I just like on the, on the countertop and I just like bawled my eyes out. Um, and then a really fun thing. And then I, and then I called them back. I was like, are you sure this happened? Like it's definitely uh-huh. happened. Uh-huh. And then I called up like, I don't know, like quite a few, like my brothers and, um, and like some really, really close friends, and I FaceTimed them until they answered. And I told them, and I have screenshots of the looks on my face when I told them. That is, oh, it's just the whole story. There's so many questions I have, but just backtracking yeah. a bit. So Jimmy Fallon goes to a hardware store to look for a lamp switch. Is that right? And then he, he hears. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and fill me in. Yeah, he goes to a, a hardware store, mm-hmm. the same street he lives on, and he's. <laughs> And he walks down there and and he hears my song and he shazams it. Uh, as he t- has told the story many times on national TV, there's like playing the Tonight Show 
or a late night show, which I've had a lot of friends do. Mm-hmm. And it's great. What normally happens is you go up there and they say, and our musical guest tonight is so on and so forth. And then you play the song and then they hold up your album and they say, you can get it on iTunes or everywhere you listen. Right. That's right. really what right. happened. Told this story at least five times on national TV and he's standing in the aisle and he shazams it. And he's like, man, this is like my jam. Like, this is incredible. And he's like, he's like rocking out to it in the aisle. Could you imagine like watching, oh, like no. you walk in and there's Jimmy, like <laughs> I can't believe it. Cause I think we've all seen it on national TV, yeah. but if we saw it in real person and like in real life, there would still be something pretty like surreal about it, you know? Right. And he said, he sat there and he listened to the whole song and little did I know when, and this is what could be really helpful for people is while I was like really discouraged about what was going on, I had someone listening to it that really wanted to help. And I think we all have, whether we know it or not, a different version, our own versions of that, right? And so he listened to it. They reached out. And so I went up there and I played and he basically made a whole episode about the song. It's the wildest thing. And then he kept talking about it for like four days after. And then I got the phone call to do the Today Show like the next day. And you know, I, it was like crazy because I've, I've grown up watching the Today Show. I, I've seen, I can't remember when I haven't seen Al Roker, right? I'm like, of course, I, you know, I think after the Tonight Show, this song was like in the top 40. And I, but I didn't think doing the Today Show would like be the thing that would like take it over the top. Well, not true because I did the Today Show and it shortly after it was number one worldwide of like iTunes charts and you know like there's huge songs <laughs> like the weekend like yeah. and I'm looking at it and I'm like it's a number one song like it's there's that song that I wrote with my friend and Z Berg uh-huh. and there's my name and below it is Ariana Grande the weekend I mean I had to just keep looking at it because my mind was having a hard time computing it. You know, it's just wild. Was it a college station that was playing your song in the hardware store or a local station? Or? Here's what's so cool. It was a station called WEHM, I, I forget. Okay. If you go on my Instagram, I actually called her. I surprised her. And I said, hey, I was wondering if you would do a, like a long distance dedication. And I'm guessing my name popped up on I, I'll caller ID. Or if you've heard me talk, I have a pretty distinctive voice. And uh-huh. so she was like, is this that Cockrell? I'm like, well, first of all, do you, you know, can you do a long distance dedication to Jimmy Fallon? And would you play swinging, uh, send swinging to him? And it's, it's his buddy that. And she was like, oh, my God. She's like, I can't believe it's you. And we start talking, right? Uh-huh. So I asked her, I'm like, well, tell me about your, like, tell me about your story. Here's what's incredible. Her dad had a music room that was full of albums. And when she was eight, her dad gave her a microphone. And she's been doing this her whole life. She's been playing songs and acting like, you know, when she was a kid, she was a make-believe DJ, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she and her husband bought the station, and she's the program director. We're talking to Thad Cockrell, singer-songwriter. Um, did a little research about you. You're from North Carolina. And it, is it true that you went to Wake Forest Seminary? And is that part of the spirituality that's in your music? Yeah, it is true. I, I went there and I got my master's in family therapy. Yeah, I, I think it is. You know, I grew up in church. So my dad was a pastor. Uh, both my brothers are pastors. And I went there 
and, and I got my master's. And, but the incredible thing is, is I landed in a, an amazing town of Raleigh, North Carolina, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, and it has an incredible music scene. So I didn't start playing music till after college. Oh, and and I landed in a place that was an incredible, uh, really nurturing town for someone that was just starting to make music for me to like get out and start playing songs and writing and performing. Mm-hmm. And my first producer was was Chris Damien, and, and you just couldn't have had a better. You know, every young artist needs a Chris Damien in their life, and so yeah, it's it's. You know, to answer your question, yeah, it it it, it is, and I, you know, I, I've certainly had a, a deconstruction on my ideas of <laughs> who I believe God is, and but the reconstruction is actually a lot bigger and better and more beautiful. So, yeah, it's it's a story that just there's so many parts of it. Um, also, I was looking at um, you're a big fan of Alabama shakes. Crazy story. I we have a, a, a mutual friend, Becky Mancari, who's an, an amazing artist herself. Uh, Becca would come over to like write songs, but we never wrote songs. She just wanted to like sing harmonies. Uh, mm-hmm. She wanted to make like iPhone recordings of her singing harmonies to my songs, which is like Ooh. so so fun, right? Yeah. And so I guess one night she was playing them. She's friends with Brittany, and she was playing them for Brittany. And uh, and I got a text from Becca, and it was it was like, hey, that this is Britt. I hijacked Becca's phone. Uh, I'm in love with your music or whatever. I forget exactly what she said. And I was like, well, the feeling is mutual. Thank you for your voice and your gift of like music. Um, you know, I hope someday soon we get to have drinks. When we do, give me five minutes to gush, then we'll carry on being normal friends. And um, and 20 minutes later, they were walking to my house, and I made mezcal margaritas till like 4.30 in the morning. All right. And I played her these songs, and she, she loved them. And she was like, oh, my God, I don't like anything. This stuff is incredible. And she was like, can I help? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So she sent them to her manager, and I believe her manager sent them to the label. Basically, I've been working with them ever since. I mean, listen, if you would have told me when I wrote that song that Brittany Howard would be singing on it, I think I think it would have intimidated me too much. Uh, and, and, and I asked her to, you know, I said, hey, would you want to sing on this song? And she kindly said yes, because she really doesn't sing on anyone's music. I think the last person she's sung on was John Legend. It's <laughs> crazy. So what's coming up for you now? That's a good question. I, I had no idea. I didn't see any of this coming, and I am eternally grateful for it. So I think whatever whatever is coming, I'm going to embrace it and and make the most of it and show up for it. And, and really, you know, I, I think keep trying to make music. You know, I, I think on a, there's a bigger conversation that that I'm trying to figure out how to have, and that is, you know, the music industry – really not set up for to help artists it's really set mm-hmm. up to help the people in the business of the music industry and what i love about artists is they work on the business of music right mm-hmm. and it's a big difference between working on the business of music and working in the music business and um you know it's like uh i was just got off the phone with my manager because you know we're like well this has been life-changing but 
really the reason why I was looking for something new was because of I've got to find a way to make money and, and to, yeah. to take care of myself and make a living. And, you know, the money is if money's coming in from this and there is, it's 10 months away. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that lets you know that the pipeline is so long. It takes so long for money to show up to artists because that means that there's a lot of people that want to get their hands on it before it finally shows up to artists. And I'm like, we have to, we have to create, you know what I mean? Then it's not enough. Like, like truly trying to think about, okay, how can we reinvent something here? And I don't think it's going to come from the top. It's going to take someone that understands how difficult it is to make music and art on a grassroots level. And how do we create systems for people to monetize and to make a living off their art in the same way that, you know, to me what's crazy is that Apple Music or or Spotify has put a, they have, and without me being a part of the conversation, they have put a price on my music. That would be like a restaurateur who, let's just take a hamburger for instance, they have to sell their hamburger for the exact same price as everybody does, right? Mm-hmm. Although what they make is very different from McDonald's. I'm down with McDonald's. If people love McDonald's, but it is not the same thing that Ashley Christensen, who has an amazing restaurant in, in Raleigh, if she's making food, it's it's not the same thing, right? And so, you know, to me what's wild is that you can go on, on Apple Music and a Beatles song, which is basically a Michelangelo, is the same price as a song somebody that wrote their first song. Like, even if it's me, it shouldn't be the same price. And I just had a conversation with a buddy of mine, and we were talking about streaming. And, you know, streaming is great, but streaming is really window shopping. It's hard for people to stay open if if people are just window shopping. And he said, you know, he said, if you can't say that it would correlate everybody that was streaming a song of his, which has millions and millions of streams, he said a certain percentage of those would have bought it. Um, and if those certain percentage of people would have bought it, I it, my life would look very differently, right? And I said, well, that lets you know that it's making someone else, it's making more sense for someone else, not for you, for that not to happen. It's not making sense for you. So that means that the money's landing someplace. It's just not on your front door, although you're the creator and the, you know, and, and you have all these people that are connected to you you're being bypassed. And so, you know, if you want to ask what's next, I'm like trying to figure out how to help a lot of people. How has your life changed personally since this happened? I'm, you know, it's interesting. Personally, I mean, uh, I don't know that it's changed personally. I, you know, the, the morning that I, I, I woke up before I played uh, The Tonight Show, I wrote down, isn't it interesting that when you're surrounded by the right people, that the mountaintops feel the same as the valleys. Yes. Yep. And I truly am. I'm surrounded by the most incredible people. I have uh, a lot of dear friends. And um, and personally, I don't know that it's changed. I Because I didn't need it to change personally, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, professionally, I think I had just barely 3,000 followers on Instagram before this whole thing. And I have a hell of a lot more now. And there's a lot of people listening to my music who weren't listening to my music. And I get to do, have a conversation with you, which I'm 
you know, so thankful for. No, so thankful. professionally, things had definitely changed. I'm not sure that things have changed personally, but I, I, I was actually really okay with my life on a personal level, you know? And it's, you're coming to North Carolina. You're true to your North Carolina roots because you have a gig mm-hmm. coming up sometime this year. Is that right? Possibly? I do. Okay. I do. It's it's a Bear Shadow uh, Music Festival, and you can go um, on my Instagram. You can uh, Google search Bear Shadow Music Festival. It was originally going to be in the Highlands, and they had to find a lo- new location, but it's still going to be in the western part of North Carolina. I'm so excited. Any chance to get back to North Carolina is really great for me. I'm I'm a fan of so much music that comes out of there. Uh, Chatham County Line, Sylvanesso, mm-hmm. all this stuff that, you know, gets made. What His Golden Messenger, Brad and his brother. I mean, they're they're producing some of my favorite records. So I'm just I'm I'm a fan of North Carolina in general. And my mom and dad, my brother lived there too in Wilmington. We'll have to get together and do another podcast. This I'd love is, it. Thank you. Thad Cockrell, singer songwriter, his CD, in case you feel the same. Just sit down with some margaritas and listen. It's- Come on. I love that. You've been listening to Spotlight Conversations with Donna Reed. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify Podcasts or your favorite platform. Thanks for tuning in.